the number one recommendation I always have is just start by commenting on other people's stuff or start by reaching out to the people that you want to learn from, I think. So like early on, for instance, like I reached out to Justin, who was at TechSmith and is now at Metadata. Welcome to Rep Your Brand, a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to build their career through a strong personal brand. Rep Your Brand is hosted by Nick Bennett, one of LinkedIn's top voices on field marketing and personal branding. In each episode, Nick captures stories on how to overcome the challenges marketers face with growing their brand. So if you're a marketer looking to open doors and create opportunities that you never thought were possible, then listen in to get tangible tips and strategies to build your very own personal brand. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rep Your Brand, a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to build their careers through a strong personal brand. I'm Nick Bennett. This podcast is brought to you by my friends at Motion. They're a done-for-you podcasting service for scrappy marketing teams in B2B tech. They're two of the nicest guys around, and the work that they do is truly world-class. You can find them at motionagency.io. And today, I'm super pumped because our guest is part of the Motion family. It's Camille Trent, head of content at Dooley. Honestly, just an amazing individual. So thank you for, for joining us, Camille. Yeah, thank you for having me. So before we go down this path, and so I kind of want to frame this episode a little bit. So what we're going to talk about is when you were banned from LinkedIn, how, do you, how did you build your presence? Like, how do you diversify? Like, why is it so important? But before we kind of go down that path, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, what you're doing over at Dooley, which I am a huge fan of, and just get people to know you a little bit more, not that they already don't because you're you're an influencer on uh, LinkedIn as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, but I guess to some degree. So I'll start with just, yeah, Dooley in general, pretty much like known like for their LinkedIn presence, right? Known for their brand, definitely. And a lot of that's been like manifested on LinkedIn as their their primary channel. So for context for everyone, when I got banned from LinkedIn, I had accepted the job there, hadn't even started my first day and it was head of content. So it's like, okay, our main strategy and channel is LinkedIn. You're going to own like the content part of it. And then yeah, within that time frame of like me accepting and me starting, it's like, oh, you don't have a LinkedIn. <laughs> you don't have a, a LinkedIn profile anymore. So I was like, well, that's going to make it pretty hard for me to do my job. So very stressful times, like to answer your question of like, how did I feel? I would say in retrospect, or even at the time, I remember feeling like I was disappointed, like how crushing like that was for me. I'm like, this is a social media channel, you know what I mean? Like, it's stupid, you know? And so like in the grand scheme of things, it's like stupid, but it was like crushing at that time because it was like my livelihood too, right? It's like, it's okay. Like now you're threatening like my ability to work and like to do, to do something that I've like built for a year or two. And I'm big on repurposing content, but I hadn't even downloaded all of my content. I didn't really have it saved other places. So I was like, I don't remember what I talked about in like, the past year. So I can't even like repurpose like for a different channel really. So on the one hand, I tell people, and I think this is a good way to think is that you should post or write in general once a day, just to do it, just to become a better writer. So that was like the one like piece of solace of like, I, I became a better writer. I became like better at my craft, you know, like during that time. And I don't need like the, the archives like from that to know that or to prove that. And so just having that, you know, I think like if this ever happens to you, like it's just social media, like it's just a channel, like you will get through it, you know, and you'd be surprised like how many of those people 
are somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like they're not only on LinkedIn, like those people have access to other channels. And so just being able to, you know, still get a hold of people through the Slack communities, and I'll get into this more later, but having like, having already set some of those things up and being like in a community to feel like I wasn't completely isolated or alone. And then also like having a Twitter profile, I almost never use it, but just like having it was helpful. And also like part of the reason that I think that I was like able to get back on. So, so yeah, that's like the general overview is like, definitely sad, like cried, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like a very stressful time. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I'm going to get fired before I even start this job. They were very supportive and there was nothing ever like mentioned about that. It was just like my like internal like strife with it. But they were like, yeah, we'll like rally around this. We'll get like the whole team on board too. We'll do a campaign if we need to. But yeah, luckily we were able to get it worked out. It's crazy because I remember talking to Justin and Tristan. It was, I think it was more Justin. And it was right when you were like getting ready to like launch your like first episode. And so I was just like, Camille got banned from LinkedIn. And like, how do you promote, you know, podcasts and things like that? But it's like you said, it's so many other channels. So it's crazy. And so it kind of brings me to my first question of like, how did you originally build your LinkedIn presence? Because like, personally, I'm big on like niching down, but like, How did you build it? Like what made you wake up one day and said like, I'm going to get active on LinkedIn or like, I want to start building something for myself. Yeah. Let me see if I can, where I can trace it back. So I think shout out to like my boss, like three bosses ago, who's still like a mentor and like friend of mine, just really smart marketer. We were in like a service-based business, actually like working for a bank. So very like different from SaaS, but he saw like the opportunity there of like, how you set yourself out in a very commoditized space, like is through being like a thought leader. Right. And so we had a few like initiatives of like me, like ghostwriting, like for our subject matter experts. And then also just trying to get them like more active on LinkedIn. So the easiest, easier ways to do that was just like talking about like the local events and things that we're doing. Like if they gave them the content, they would help promote it and do some of those things. But we saw some traction there. And then once after an event at that job, like we had opened a new location and had like a big event. And I just had like a learning from that. It was just what I call like a light bulb moment from failure. Like you have kind of like, here are some things that I would do differently in the past if I were to do this event again. It was just like fresh in my mind on the way home, like from that event, kind of like wrote a post in my mind and then typed it out. Like when I got home, had never posted anything on LinkedIn prior to this point except for just like resharing, you know, company stuff. And it it did really well. And like, for me, like really well at that time was, I think it was like 70 likes, but it was like a, a pretty big, like reach, you know? And I was like, whoa, like I've never gotten something like this on like a, you know, another social media platform for like my first post and just like the reach that I got. So saw like the potential in it then and tried a few other things after that because my first thought was like oh linkedin's easy (laughs) like i got this right but my next free post it's like it's not like they did as well right and so so i was like okay it's not what was it about this first post like that worked and it was just that i had something to say like that's kind of what i landed on it's like i had like a learning i had like a a tip like to give people and had like the full fresh like feeling of like coming off a like not a failure, but thinking back on like some of the blips along the way and how we turned that into a success. That was what it was about. So saw the potential there. And then there were people obviously like Dave Gerhart and Chris Walker and stuff that were seeing success around the same time too. And so, so I think those things like 
push me to consistency because that's the thing holding people back. And for me, it was like, I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Right. And so once I just decided like, I'm going to do this like every day, um, at least for like the next six months or year, once I like committed to it, then I like wanted to do it well. So I'll just kind of pause there. Nice. No, that's perfect. And so you bring me up to another point because I mean, you're a content person. Like I am not a content person. I try to pretend I am, but I'm, I'm not a great content writer, to be honest with you. And so like, I'm interested, like, how do you, do, one, do you like write your thoughts down anywhere? Like, do you use like your notes app or, or whatever? And then like, what does your flow and thought process look like when you do create content for, for social? Yeah, so I use Google Notes like primarily to jot down, I would say again, like light bulb moments, like when I have them. And to go deeper into that, because I've tried to articulate this better, light bulb moments being like, okay, something like that was a good example of like a learning of like right after a project or even right during a project, like right writing down like what's working, what's not working because that is a really easy way to start is just talking about what you're working on right now, right? Is that people sometimes make it more complicated, but it's like, what are you working on right now? And then what did you learn from it that someone who's going to be working on tomorrow is going to appreciate? So that's like an easy framework for people. Then the other things are just when you're able to articulate something that's kind of complex or something that's kind of hard to explain. Like this is what I call like the tweet post, right? Is that someone's able to articulate some trend that's going on in the market has like some clever like take on it, like a one sentence, like one liner type thing. But you're able to say like, for instance, like a, an example would be like, this isn't clever really, but like business to business or B2B marketing is just like, is just H to H is just like human to human marketing. Like just simplifying something is like, ultimately like you're not selling to a business, you're selling to a human. And so that being like your take on the thing and that just being like a simplification of like, why do we make it so complex? And so, so there's those types of posts, but yeah, anytime that I have an insight, something like that, I just try to jot it down. And then I'd say the third thing is kind of what I call like the analogy like type post. And so for instance, like one of my most popular posts was about like how it's not a good idea to try and hire a generalist marketer. And it's like trying to get like a 20 in one shampoo when like a two in one shampoo doesn't ever work for me. So, so you know what I mean? So that's the creativity element. Like that's like what elevates like a, a good post to like a great post like is when you're able to add like a layer of creativity that people instantly connect with they're like oh yeah it is like exactly like shampoo and like that is funny so taking it a step further of like here's my point and then here's like the vehicle that i'm gonna translate it to you absolutely i, I totally agree with you it's like that's kind of what i like i focus on and, and it's helped me Originally, it was field marketing and it was because no one else talks about it on LinkedIn. And so like it helped me kind of build it. I branched out and started to talk about other things. But like, I just try to talk about stories somewhat that like can help other people. So it's definitely helpful. And so you built this presence for you. You're crushing it on LinkedIn. Like it, you got the job at Dooley. Like how did building your LinkedIn presence kind of help you get a job at one of the hottest tech companies around? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to forget his name, Romley from Product Led, like once, uh, once tweeted that like, marketing is just relationships at scale, right? And so it's like, you know, when you first hire someone, you, you start with like, who do I like and trust, right? Like, who's in my inner circle of people. And so oftentimes, that ends up being the case because like, who do I want to work with every day? And who do I trust to like get the job done? But once you grow, like, and once it's a hot market like this, it's not like, 
those people are always available, right? And so then you go to kind of like that next layer, which are like your LinkedIn friends, like your student, your like social media friends and your internet friends, you know? And the way that you get past the like, I don't know you thing or like, I don't trust you yet is like, if you're posting what you know, you're posting like your expertise. And like you mentioned, like you're known for field marketing. And so having like that be a better version of your resume is just like your daily, like I'm showing up, this is what I'm doing every day. Like here are some projects, here are my results, you know? So then you're able to bridge that gap where you don't need as robust of an interview process and you don't need like as much like handholding in some ways. And so that like in a nutshell was partly it. So I can tell you that what I remember if I'm trying to track back this customer journey in a way or employee journey was that somebody tagged Mark, who's our VP of marketing in one of my posts of like, hey, like you'd get along or hey, you should check out Fire Talks. It was definitely like a check out Fire Talks because it's around what you're talking about. Right. And so I know that was the connection point And that was probably a, a year or so ago. Yeah, it must have been more than a year ago. But yeah, so that was like the first like touch point, right? And then knowing that it's like, okay, so I know he'd been seeing my content and I'd been seeing definitely some of Dooley's content, like was aware of them. And so we were both aware of each other, like during this time, never talked, like none of that. But yeah, but then it was more of a like warm intro, like on either side. So when they announced their series A and I commented and was like, hey, congratulations, like wasn't thinking anything of it. And like Mark reached out after that and was like, hey, like we're looking for this position. And we just basically <laughs> continued to talk. Like I wasn't like an immediate thing because I wasn't like ready at that time to like make a move, but we just kept talking. And then, and then eventually I like, it was the right time. And so I came on board, but that was just for anyone like looking to like progress their career or just like looking for insight into how that happens. Like that's how it happens. That's how it happened to me. And that's actually what happened at my previous job too. Somebody found me on LinkedIn. We're looking for somebody that could like organize content and like the way that they thought through like the content methods. And then also just could write like that was at the end of the day, it's like, can you write? And if you're showing, if you're showing that you can, I'm like every day and you're showing like style too, like that's what I look for now is like, who's like writing with style. Cause I can, we can figure out everything else. I can give you like the information you need for everything else. Nice. Nice. See, they, people say marketing attributions made up, but like, look, you just multi-touch right there. You, you crushed it. And so I want to go back to something that you mentioned at the start of it is right when you decided to go to Dooley, LinkedIn banned you. Like, let's talk about what happened. What exactly were you doing that for the reason that they say they banned you? And then how did you get back onto the platform? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for context, like, so months and months before this, I do remember getting like a suspension and I'm not sure what they said the problem was at that time. I can't remember, but it was something probably that was similar to what ended up happening. So the last warning that they gave me was like two warnings, like back to back. And I like, couldn't figure out what I was doing. So I couldn't stop it. Like they just kept like suspending me like two back to back days. And I think it's like three suspensions and you're out type of a game. And so the reasons that they gave though, was that my activity was like high and suspicious. And then long story short, like after lots and lots of like back and forth, like emails about this, I'm like, what could I possibly doing? Here's everything like that I've done. And so I landed on like a couple things though. So one thing was at that time I was writing these, like these pretty like in-depth 
tool comparison like type pieces and was asking like my network about like their their top tools and their just like top insights on these topics and then to give them like proper attribution in the articles like i would go to each of their pages like grab their url link so that i could like link back to them in the article so most people wanted to be linked back to their linkedin so i would do that. And then I would also like message people afterwards and be like, Hey, like the post is live if you want to check it out. And so was essentially tapping into my network to create what I would call like community led like content. That's kind of what I call it, but was doing that. And that kind of led around this time to LinkedIn changed their algorithm. So you couldn't view too many pages. And it essentially came down to that. It was like, you're viewing too many pages, <laughs> like no warnings before this. It's just like, you're suspended. And then it also didn't say like, you're viewing too many pages. It just said like your activity is abnormally high and like suspicious. And we think you're using automated tools. And so anyways, like uh, I actually was using like shield at the time. So my first warning, I was like, maybe it's like shield. I feel like that's a pretty okay tool. Like lots of people are using it. It's not fishy, but I took that off anyways. Like I just like canceled my account. I actually still don't even have a, an account with them because I'm just oh, wow. too superstitious about it now, but I took that off and like, any other things like uh, that might have been connected from like the company account of like auto posting to company account, which I didn't use, but I think like the marketer hire account was connected in case we wanted to do that. So took all of that stuff off, like just in case, but I think it came down to just like view yeah, viewing too many pages. They don't say how many pages is too much, too many either, which makes it tricky, but was writing a few of these pages or these long form pieces back to back was doing it like all at once. Like was like, okay, I'm like copy and pasting these quotes, like that people are commenting on my posts. And so, yeah, so that's my best guess at like what might've triggered like that activity type blurb. The other thing that's funny is like they say, yeah, too much activity. And it sounded like it could be to your profile too. It's like, well, I can't control like the activity to my profile. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do about that. But that was the reason that I was given. It was like, yeah, suspicious and like high activity. And then when I, when I was able to talk to like a real rep and not like sort of like an automated message, yeah, it did say like page views, I think was like part of the problem. That's crazy. So like, and I remember because like one day you were gone and I was like, whoa, where'd she go? And I started seeing a bunch of people like post like free Camille, like bring her back. Like, so like, how did you actually like, cause I know recently this has happened to a bunch of people where they say it was a glitch, but like still there was this guy on Twitter and like, he still can't get back. He had like 50,000 followers too. So like, how did you get back onto the platform? Yeah, so I don't know exactly like what ended up doing it. Like I said, I <laughs> I talked to lots of reps, like for instance, like on that LinkedIn profile, they're like, hey, you can file a dispute here. They do make it really hard to like file a dispute or like talk to anyone about it. They're like, if you're gone, you're gone. <laughs> like you are off the grid. But yeah, filed that and like didn't make any progress really like with any of these people. There there were like warnings before this, like this is your final strike. Like you're not getting this back. And so honestly, I was at the point where I was like, okay, like, can you at least give me my data? Like, mm. Can you at least like download like all of my data and give me just like the content back? And they did like agree to do that or they're on board with doing that. But I think like what ended up helping was I found someone on Twitter that worked for LinkedIn and noticed that he had like commented on someone else's post where a similar thing happened and was like, Hey, reach out to me. And so I, I reached out to this person who worked at LinkedIn and told them like my situation. I was like, Hey, like starting this new job, like my job is like dependent on this. 
nothing I've ever done is like is spammy, like, you know, none of the the content, like, to my knowledge, I'm not doing anything wrong. And so, yeah, I think like went to bat for me, like, I think he sent like an, an email internally. And like, I think like made that happen. So, so yeah, it's still like my behavior, like now on LinkedIn, like was definitely like toned back since getting back on. And I think in part, that's been like a good thing, right? Like I was also like, just getting to a point where I was just like, like ODing like on LinkedIn, like, you know what I mean? Like I just was at like an unhealthy, like activity level in some ways. And it was, I knew it was like short term of like, I want to hit like these like certain goals, but it was also like, like not good for me. And so, so yeah, so I stopped commenting like as much, which I wouldn't like recommend to people like you, you should do that. It's like, it's a social platform and stuff, but I didn't comment as much, didn't go to pages as much, like didn't connect as much and just like was playing it super safe when I got back. Cause I like, didn't want to risk losing my platform again and still kind of in that space. But I've also been like, it could happen. Like, again, I was able to, you know, launch like my podcast. So I have like another piece of content or place that people can find me. And then, yeah, the next step I think would be to be posting like more regularly, like on Twitter, like speaking to diversification. And then the other thing I did was I am in like a few different Slack communities too. And um, like Pavilion, Rev Genius, like those ones as well as Jay's group and some other things like that. And so having like those like connections like to the to the tech world and to the revenue world is a little bit more comforting. And I would recommend people do those things too, just because you're like, oh, okay, I only know these people through LinkedIn. Like that's my contact information for them. So like, how do I, <laughs> how do I even talk to them anymore? So yeah, that's kind of like a loophole around that. Yeah, no, I mean, it definitely makes sense. It's Cause like, I feel like I'm in a similar boat where I probably shouldn't admit this, but like, I put like all of my like eggs into that one basket on LinkedIn, but like, yeah, I have a Twitter and it, it's done. Okay. But like, honestly, it's just, it, they're so different that I struggle on like the Twitter piece. And so like now having like two podcasts, like that's been really, really helpful as well. And so I think diversification is really, really big. I probably still like a huge chunk of it is LinkedIn and like, I, I thought about this when I started to see everyone getting like those suspensions like a couple weeks ago. I was like, you know, what would happen if like this just happened to me? Cause like I don't have a backup plan outside of my podcast and like Twitter. Like I don't have a newsletter. And the reason I mentioned that is because I was talking to Devin Reed and we were talking about newsletters and he, that was basically his thing. He was just like, if LinkedIn decides to boot me tomorrow, like I want to still be able to have these people's email addresses, be able to communicate with them. And creating a newsletter has helped him do that. And so like, have you thought about that at all? Like, unless I'm wrong, and I just blatantly missed you have a newsletter, then I apologize. (laughs) No, no, I don't have a newsletter. Yeah, actually, and maybe that would be like the, that's actually probably more likely to be like the next step. I guess I don't think about that for this podcast, but I have thought of it in general. So one thing that two things I thought about doing with that is, going back, like I have enough of a repository and like you do as well to, I think, create like a good newsletter. I like those to be in general, I like the content to be very like focused. And so I just want like the, the theme, like I need that to be able to create good content too, is like, is focus and be like, this is what I'm doing for today, or this is what it's going to be about today. So I would either do that or slash and I thought about like recapping or chunking out like my different podcast episodes, right? Into newsletter Mm -hmm. form of like, here's like the takeaways from this because I've set those up 
in a way that they're like meant to be masterclasses and very like actionable. And so there's enough in there that I could break those into several episodes. And then another like additional step to that would be like graphics. So I have like a vision of what I want that to be. But yeah, I mean, Devin's right. And that's super smart of I hate like the word like owning your audience, but just yeah. having an audience somewhere else really. Exactly. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. I actually, I really like that idea of like breaking out your podcast. That's super cool. Cause when I, so outside of this one, I have the real ABM one. And so that was the original idea was to like break that into like a guide or some sort of thing. And so I might have to like re-explore that for, as we start to like think of season two and stuff. And like speaking of podcasts, so yeah, I want to kind of, I have uh, you know, a question around that of like, how does your podcast, because you mentioned it's like a masterclass, like how does it help you learn and gain new perspectives? Like what are you trying to take away from your podcast? Like what do you want people to know at the end of the day? Yeah. So at the end of each episode, like I want people to feel like they have like a new content growth strategy like in their toolkit right like in their toolbox so that keeps me very focused and like this episode like we're only going to be talking about product-led seo you know what i mean like something like hyper specific or this episode we're only going to be talking about chatbots and so so having it be like a different content play and justin actually gave some good advice on it being like around every episode being around like a problem right and so being like, what are the the problems, like listing them out of like, what are the problems that content marketers face? And then how is this episode going to give them a solution to that? So to me, like there are several different ways you can do content marketing. There are several different ways that you can do it well. And so giving people inspiration, I guess, like every episode, like should inspire like a new content strategy. Some of them will work for you. You know, some of them won't be a good fit for your business. And so keeping it kind of like, yeah, focused on like the SaaS, like tech world and startup world specifically for selfish reasons, because that's like the space that I'm in right now. Right. And so the other thing I'll say that's helped and that I would recommend to anyone starting a podcast is if you just think about like what my role, if you're marketing to the person that you are, then just think about like what you would want, right? Like what content like would be gold for you. And so that's kind of how I approach it, honestly, is like, what do I want to learn about today? Or what do I want to go deeper in this month? And I'll reach out to those people, right? And someone, and it can go another way too, where it's like, someone's talking about something that's interesting to me. And so I kind of just like, keep my ear to the ground, like with stuff that they're saying. And then I'll be like, okay, this is the person that we should talk to. And so I'll reach out to them. So having it all be around, like, I guess, to my standard of like what I would consider good content for content marketers, and also just what I want to learn about personally, like that's not a bad strategy if you're marketing to the people, to the person you are. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And so I know we're coming up on time. I, I got two final questions for you. And what, this one kind of goes down the personal branding standpoint. And so obviously Dooley, you know, Alice, like this, you know, Gong, you've got these companies, metadata that are out there that have strong company brand, and then they have their employees kind of like boosting that. And so like, what's the benefits a company gets from your vision of having an employee kind of share their perspectives and build their online presence like you have? Yeah. I mean, the first thing is it's free branding, right? Like every time that I post something, every time that anyone from Dooley posts something, their bio for the most part, like we'll say like, 
AE at Dooley or head of content at Dooley, right? So like the, think about like what people, what brands are willing to pay for impressions, right? Like that's like a free impression. And then you add to that the expertise. If you have in-house expertise, like our subject matters and like whatever you're doing. So for us, it's selling, right? And so we have like AEs and CSMs, like who's also like a target demo for us, like posting. And that's huge because they are going to have a better like rapport, like with that audience. Right. And so, yeah, so it's again, it's like free, free advertising, free branding. And then it's kind of going back to what we talked about before. Like we not only want to work internally with people that we like and trust and think they know what they're doing, but we also want to work with those types of vendors, right? Like we want to like work with those types of companies, like even like in our tech, in our partnerships and stuff. And so, so it builds like this, it builds partnerships, right? And it like builds like that trust of like, Hey, like these people at Dooley, like clearly know something about sales, you know, they know something about the sales process and like efficiency. And so, so if you ever have that problem, like being the, the company that, that you think about reaching out to first, like that's why you do it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree with you there. And then so like the final question that I have is kind of, do you have any final parting words for people who want to start creating their own content? I know we talked about it a little of like, yo, just tell your stories. But like, what would you give? And the reason I mentioned this is because like, I was put a post, I think it was yesterday. And it was like, you know, I wish I was active on LinkedIn in college, like, just think about how much further you would be ahead. And people say, you know, I'm in college, I don't have anything to say. But like, everyone has something to say. And like, what would you kind of recommend to just like get started? Yeah. So the number one recommendation I always have is just start by commenting on other people's stuff or start by reaching out to the people that you want to learn from, I think. So like early on, for instance, like I reached out to Justin, who was at TechSmith and is now at Metadata, right? And like, kind of like formed a friendship or like formed that connection like early on because I was like, this guy gets it. Like, I like what he's doing. And so we had just like a few offline conversations. And on top of that, yeah, I think just like, yeah, commenting on things like when you want to either know more, like when you ask one, ask a question of someone that has an answer that you don't, or if you have an answer like to their question or a different point of view, because that's just like a, a nice like catalyst for the larger content, right? So it can be a testing ground if you comment, you see like how that comment does, right? Like you see if there's any engagement there, like you see if, if, there's, any, if there's anything to that, right? Whether people hate it or love it can tell you if it's going to make a good post. And frankly, like both of those, both of those reactions can make for a good post. And so, so that's where I would tell people to start is you're, you don't have to create something from scratch. Like it's never from scratch. Like everything is copied. Everything is inspired. I'm not saying that I copy anyone's stuff and I'm like very against that and very cognizant to not do that. But I just think like to say that everything is net new and original is false. So don't be afraid to like be inspired or just creative about what your next post is going to be. It could just be your comment. Yeah, I love that for sure. Amazing. Well, Camille, where can people go to learn more about you, connect with you, learn more about Dooley, anything you want to plug here? feel free. Yeah. So since you mentioned the podcast, that's my baby right now is uh, content logistics. So it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just walking you through like the actual step-by-step logistics of standing up like a content program. So everything from, like I mentioned, uh, chatbots, SEO, social media, repurposing content. We have like an episode on each of those. So you can find that Spotify, Apple, the motion page in general. 
So podcast, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's just Camille Trent. And yeah, I would recommend following the Dooley page too, just because we get pretty fun and creative with that. Literally today, we didn't talk about this, but literally today, like dropped like a <laughs> a spoof like music video. So you can find that on my profile. And- it was good. It was really good. I loved it. I, talked, <laughs> I was like, we have to talk about this and then we didn't get to it, but I thought it was fantastic. So yeah, that was really good. So everyone should go follow Camille. Give Dooley a follow. Go follow the podcast. I will drop links to everything as well. Camille, it was fantastic having you. I feel like funny because we were talking like this is the first time we've actually talked like really face to face, but like I feel like we've known each other forever. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Benefits of a personal brand. (laughs) For sure. Thank you for listening to Rep Your Brand. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you learned something new today, it'd be great if you left us a review. We'll catch you next time.